Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman and Chris Kerber hanging out with you this morning. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. We welcome in our Blues insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, who joins us now to talk a little Blues hockey after the Blues fall. Oh, wait. <laughs> JR, I'm sure you're hearing your, your walk-up song, your pregame jam, as Emily just introduced us in. Oh, uh, so weedy. For those who don't know what we're talking about, JR sat in yesterday, Curbs, you might not have heard this, and um, he tells me right before we go on air that on the way in, he listened to this Sweetie song to get him uh. pumped up for the show. So I told him this was going to be his intro song from now on. So Emily you just should have it intro in. music, man. You, that's, that, that's, hey, here's another thing I just learned. Okay. So you hate mayonnaise? Oh, what? yeah. What? Like, are, well, like, how did, are you a Miracle Whip guy? Okay, Miracle Whip is not mayonnaise. Just wondering. That's a, it's a salad dressing, right? It's, it's better, I think. Okay, b- b- well, like if you're eating a turkey sandwich, Miracle Whip is better than mayo. Okay, Just that's that, that that is totally like turkeys. Is it a mayonnaise or is it a mustard? We don't we don't know. But but how do you, like like people like there's no middle ground when it comes to mayonnaise, is there? Like it's no. either I like it or I love it or I hate it. Hate it, hate it. Not a mayonnaise guy, not a mustard guy, not a ranch guy. And it's so weird because everybody that I uh, have lunch or dinner with, they say, I've never seen a big guy so picky. I was, geez, you can't steal my line before I can throw it out there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe you don't like ranch, Jared. That's unbelievable. Uh, Be sure to follow Jeremy Rutherford on Twitter at JP Rutherford. He's got so many great nuggets of information. And, of course, read all of his work at The Athletic. And, JR, you have a great piece that drops this morning, some Blues training camp observations. And you start off the piece talking about Scott Perunovic. So tell us what some of your observations have been of Scott Perunovic thus far. Yeah, Michelle, just this guy can really play as Kirkland in camp, too. Um, you're talking about a guy who's 5'9 and probably, you know, 180 pounds uh, soaking wet. Uh, but he can play today's NHL game, and that's a skating game. That's a getting the puck out of the zone game. He can control the pace, and that's what he's done so far. And, and I've touched on this before, but what's most impressive to me is the guy hasn't played hockey in 18 months. Everybody went through the pandemic. There were leagues canceled, lots of tournaments, everything canceled. This guy then had a shoulder surgery and didn't play for another nine months or so. Uh, so for him to step into camp and pick up like he's a Hobie Baker winner from a, a couple of years ago is just phenomenal. And the thing about Scott Perunovich, you have to you have to put a couple of things in place. One, Doug Armstrong clearly likes kind of the bigger defenseman, right? So he's got to he's got to show himself in, in a way that shows that, that he can that he can handle things there. My the interesting part to me is really kind of a race or a a battle between him 
and Jake Wallman. Because I think Nico Mikola should be should be on the roster. I think he's done about all he can in the American Hockey League. From that matter, probably Jake Wallman should too. But I think with Nico Mikola is ready to learn now the NHL game and go from there. I, I tend to think, Jeremy, and tell me if you agree or disagree with this, that the confidence of what we saw in the 30 games from Jake Wallman last year we're seeing that already this year and jake had an okay game last night wasn't wasn't great but uh, to me that almost gives jake a slight edge where if perunovic needs to play in springfield for a little while that will be okay to get some of the pace and timing of the game down because he hasn't played for so long yeah i think you nailed it i think nicola and bortuzzo are going to be on the roster and then like you said it comes down to wallman versus perunovic and Jake Wallman took a step last year. That was a positive step in, in his career, the first one. And I think to send him back to Springfield probably stalls him. He and or Bortuzzo, I think, can sit as your seventh guy and, and throw Mikkel in there, too. So that kind of a revolving door uh, with those three, perhaps. And Perinovic, you know, I don't think you stall him necessarily if you send him to Springfield and get some games. So just the way it works out in terms of who needs to play, who can sit, and with the situation with Jake Wallman, I think that uh, you need to keep him up on this roster to keep that progress going. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider at The Athletic, joining us here on 101 ESPN. And JR, heading into this season, one of the areas of need for the Blues was to find somebody that could go to the net, that could have that net front presence. Do you think that Pavel Buchnevich could be that guy, help solve that issue for the Blues? Yeah, I think so. And we listened to Tory Kirk a couple days ago, and he played against him, you know, Boston. Uh, versus the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference. And he said he was always a guy that went to the net, had a lot of trouble with uh, Buchnevich. He said he's definitely not a, a perimeter player. And so I think we've seen that a little bit in camp. And then also on the power play, the Blues have lacked that net front presence on the PP. And we saw Buchnevich score a goal in front the other night on a pass from uh, Braden Chen. He was on the number two unit with the New York Rangers, got about two minutes of ice time per game on the power play. Uh, I don't know that he'd make the, the, the number one unit with the Blues, but perhaps they could work him in there but definitely it looks like they're going to park him in front of the net, both on the power play, and he's going to get there himself five on five. And he's going to be playing in a in a more structured game, a team that plays, I think, a, a, a more mature system because of the talent level they have and the, and the winning pedigree of some of these guys. And that is going to help him along because he's going to come in and be able to do certain things. I think that are different. And in talking to Ivan Barbashev, who was a teammate with him uh, of his years ago, and in talking to a couple people from the New York Rangers organization too, um, teammates and players really, really like playing with him. And, and that's the, I think the chemistry of that because of the nature of his personality is going to really help him along here quickly. Yeah, and, and the personality curves is what I'm looking forward to seeing because when I interviewed uh, his former coach with the Rangers, uh, Dan Quinn, he said that uh, he, he gets after it. He's involved in, in everything. And we're not talking just about scrums and you know after the whistle type stuff, but just getting involved. And I think the Blues have lacked that. So to get some personality on the ice in this lineup, I think would be real good for the team. I saw something in last night's game that I absolutely loved. And that was well, that was Dakota Joshua's line. If there was a scrum in front of the net and the goalie covered it up because Tarasov was on his game. Tarasov, despite the fact that the Blues were trailing 3 nothing in that game, they had some scoring chances. And that Daniil Tarasov, a 30-year-old goaltender for the Blue Jackets, played well. I love the fact that those guys just tried to stir it up a little bit. Some gloves in the face, a little nastiness. And I know Dakota Joshua had the fight, but but it was a little bit more than that. They, they played with a little bit of an edge, and I think that that was something that was 
was visibly lacking from last year's games for the St. Louis Blues, that if, whether it be through Joshua, Clifford, whoever they put on that line, whoever plays that role, I, I, I think that edge could be back for this year's team, which is important. Yeah, it's interesting. And let's go back a week to the Traverse City tournament. That's the NHL Prospects tournament. The Blues sent their young guys up there. And those guys were involved. They were physical. They were in the scrums after the whistle. And if you heard the announcers, and some of those announcers, you know, they've known the Blues' reputation over the years. They said, wow, these prospects are going to fit in uh, well with what the Blues do. But I don't think that's what the Blues have done the past couple years. I think they've gotten away from that uh, with a a little bit of edge. So it looks like you you talk about a couple of new Newcomers in uh, Buchnevich, uh, you know, Saad probably doesn't have that type of reputation, but he's a big body. He can get involved. And then you have a Dakota Joshua if he makes this roster. Then you got some of these young guys that we're talking about from the Prospects tournament. You know, I think that's something that needs to be restored with this roster. And it looks like they've got some parts uh, that are capable of doing that. Jr. a name that Blue Sands have been intrigued by for quite some time is Clem Costin, especially after um, his performance in the KHL. Give us a read on what you've been seeing out of Clem Costin so far. Yeah, Michelle, I think he's just been okay. Uh, I think he's been safe. You know, I don't see any egregious mistakes, but at the same time, I don't see a guy who has a very good chance of making the roster for the first time. A guy who went over to the KHL, won a championship, you know, matured his game, was really a force for that avant-garde team in the KHL, and then came over here and said, "I, you know, I'm going to leave it all out there, and there's no way I'm not making this team. I just haven't seen that. And so we asked Craig Gruby about him yesterday, and he said he's been fine. Uh, the one thing is he can't complicate the game. We can't have him complicating things. And I can go back and remember Mike Yo saying the same thing. So it seems to be a label that's on Clem Costin. So, you know, I'm not saying he's not going to make this team as a 13th or 14th forward. You know, I just have a little bit of concern. You send a guy like him back to the AHL where he thinks his career is going to go and whether he wants to stick around. Great information from Jeremy Rutherford. Be sure to read his Blues training camp observations at The Athletic and, of course, follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Thanks so much, Cher. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks a lot. See you. All right, that's Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.